This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast. This is episode number 118. We are going from financials to financials. Last time it was October 2022 financials. This week, it's November 2022. Uh, October was on a bit of a delay. So, yeah, we're, we're doing two of these in a row. Uh, for those who really enjoy these, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. I am Craig, your host, and over there he is Chris. How's it going, Chris? I'm doing well. How about you? Yeah, you know, you sound like you're doing a little better. I My voice, it's still not 100%, um, but it is definitely better. Like, I can actually talk. Yeah. yeah. We'll, so I'll a be big the judge of that, Chris. <laughs> I didn't say I can talk well. Oh. I, I can talk. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're feeling at least a little better. Um, today, again, we're talking about November financials. You left us last time with the tease that you thought things would be a little better. There were some crazy things that happened in the last couple of months that uh, dragged the financials down, and you thought that November would look uh, quite a bit better than October. We shall see if that is the case. Uh, but before we get there, I do want to remind everybody to go to hollandassetsllc.com to check out full show notes and links to everything that we talk about, including the documents, the profit and loss, etc., cetera, uh, that we go over during these financials episodes. also want to encourage you to head to... Chris, you want to do the... Do you want to pitch? I'm always pitching. Do you want to pitch Motor Carrier HQ? <laughs> yeah, head to motorcarrierhq.com and you can um, get in contact with a coach if you're interested. And um, it's, a, it's always a free consultation. They can give you a little bit of an idea of you know, what things would cost and what you maybe need to do depending on your circumstances. It's always kind of a custom tailored game plan because everybody's different. Yeah. And uh, this uh, pitch brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Um, <laughs> so thank you to them for flying over us right at this moment. All right, Chris. So as we move into the numbers, of course, we always want to prep with how are things out on the road? Any interesting stories, anything, any context that you want to give us for how the company's doing outside of just strictly the numbers? Um, Nate and I spent the day on the road yesterday. Oh, cute. Yeah. Road trip buddies. Road trip buddies. It wasn't in a truck. We, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we hit the road talking to shippers, which is, is something that we've mm. talked a lot about, yeah. you know, being important and needing to do. And we, there was a lot of good lessons had some really good meetings as we're trying to develop more relation, direct relationships with shippers so that we're, you know, bypassing the, the brokerage and, and hopefully getting, the best rates that we possibly can. And we learned a lot of good things. I, I think we've, uh, we've got a couple options that they are going to bear some fruit and we'll get some, some good loads out of. And, you know, one of the things that was interesting is talking to these guys is the shippers, as much as the carriers, everybody wants to eliminate the broker. And so anytime they can develop a relationship with a good sh carrier that can give, you know, that can um, haul consistent freight, it's a good thing. And so, one thing I, I would encourage people is don't be intimidated. No, no matter what size your fleet is, don't be intimidated to go talk to shippers. One of the shippers that we talked to um, talked about one of his favorite carriers that's a, a single owner operator. Hmm. So just one truck. And he says every Friday, like clockwork, he shows up on, um, time. on time every time to haul a load of potatoes to LA, which is kind of one of their harder places to find mm. um, carriers for. And he gets paid well for them. And it's a good, it's a good relationship because they know it's somebody that they can count on. And that's, 
know, they all want to work with small, they, they like the small carriers because they get a little bit more personal attention. Mm. Um, they're not dealing with a different person every three months when somebody <laughs> right. quits or somebody moves on, like often happens in the bigger companies. And so they, they like that consistency. Mm-hmm. So now because Holland Assets is based in the Salt Lake area, I assume that when you say you were out on the road talking to a lot of shippers, you're trying to find people around here, around Salt Lake, uh, so that you have uh, consistent relationships heading out, right? But I'm going to put myself in the shoes of that single truck owner-operator that you're talking about uh, going taking the, the route to L.A., um, route, route or route, Chris? Um, however you want. You know what? I, I'm just potato, trying, potato. Well, right. I mean, we are talking potatoes. <laughs> there you go. So, but I, I'm thinking about that guy and would it be, uh, is it feasible or advantageous for that guy to also try to pick up a consistent relationship in LA Yeah. or is it just going to be like, Hey, you know what? Load boards, whatever on my way back into town. Or do you try to find somebody who can load you up on a Sunday? That's the Holy grail. So if you can find a consistent run like that, where you're dealing directly with shippers on both ends, that's, that's the best case scenario. Right. Cause then you're getting consistent work and you're, yeah. uh, and so are they. Yep. So, oh, awesome. So that's a, that's the, that's the best way to do it. Cool. Um, so yeah, anything else that uh, you want to bring up from so, the last few days? Yeah, again, kind of talking. Let's talk the shipper thing. Um, when you, when you're doing that, there's a couple things that shippers are really looking for. They they want good communication, and so they're more likely to get that oftentimes from a smaller trucking company that really cares. Right. And um, so that that's kind of one of the things that you need to show them is that good communication, the good. Um, you know, that, that you're going to stay on top of things, keep them in the loop of everything that's going on. Even if there's bad news, you're letting them know. Um, that That's something that's really, really important to shippers. And the other thing that you kind of have to think about, what, what becomes like a win-win situation in these is when you can be kind of consistent. So especially mm-hmm. when we're talking rate. Um, a, a, a shipper, you know, they, they don't want to fluctuate with the highs, high highs yeah. and the low lows of the market like a carrier doesn't really necessarily want to. And so oftentimes what happens in these situations, you have to look at the relationship as a long-term relationship. You can't say, oh, I can go get, you know, the spot market super hot right now. I'm going to leave my consistent relationship <laughs> right. to go somewhere else to go chase the high dollars because they're probably not going to pay those high, high rates when the spot market's super high. They're going to try to avoid mm-hmm. those too. Um, but they're also not going to pay the low, low rates when the spot market's really low. And so don't, you, you, you have to keep that in mind and go for that consistency and realize that, you know, you may at certain times be able to go get a better rate somewhere else, but then you're kind of throwing your good relationship to the side. And then when rates get really low, they're not going to give you a, a decent amount right. to you're Basically, you're saying don't gamble. Yeah. If you can get that consistency, you know, it's it's better to have that even if for two months you might get a little bit better rate yeah. uh, or, or whatever the case may be. Because in the long run, you're going to get consistency yeah. and you're going to get a consistent rate that is a good, reasonable rate for both parties. And the... Uh, if I can kind of piggyback on this, the reason that that's going to be important for your owner operator as well as the, the the shipper that you're working with is that consistency, predictability allows for planning in a mm-hmm. way that you can't do otherwise. If you're just working on the spot market, 
you can't plan ahead as effectively. And so this is why, you know, in, in macroeconomic terms, we might talk about how, oh, it's good for an economy to have churn, a dynamic market and all this stuff. Okay, fine. But for your individual company, for each individual person listening to us wanting to start their own thing or build their own thing, consistency is your friend. Predictability is your friend. Yep. Um, right. So anyway, Absolutely. Yeah. so th- that, that's a great way to put it. And the other, the other thing that I kind of keep in mind is when you're, when you're trying to develop these new relationships, you know, these shippers, they already have carriers that they've got relationships with and you've got to be, be willing to be patient. You're not going to probably right away jump in and be their first choice. And so what you, you typically happens is, um, they, one of two things happens. They've got a carrier that doesn't maybe quite have the capacity to haul all the loads that they've got maybe in one lane. And so, you know, maybe once every other week that that traditional carrier isn't able to haul the load and then you want them calling you. Mm-hmm. And that kind of helps you get your, your foot in the door with them. The other thing that typically happens is a, a lot of these shippers, you know, they, you know, it, it they're, they're a sales group, right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, they, they may have this, you know, the, all these relationships develop for, products that they push to retailers. And then, you know, they're always trying to find new retailers that they can sell their product to. And oftentimes when one of those opens up, they've got a new sale for a new retailer. Oftentimes their existing carriers aren't necessarily going to have the capacity to fill that lane. Mm-hmm. And so then mm-hmm. that's when, like, if you're kind of the, you maintain consistent contact, even if you're not necessarily always getting their loads, but you fill in for one here and there, then all of a sudden one of these lanes opens up and guess who's going to be the first person they call? The person they know. Yeah. So just stay, be patient with them, um, stay in constant communication with them, even if you're not hauling regularly. Like oftentimes these guys say, yeah, reach out to me once or twice a week. Tell me when you're going to have a truck in my area. And if I've got a need, I will put you on it. And mm-hmm. so you just kind of, you can't say after one or two weeks, hey, I've sent them my, my availability for the last two weeks and haven't got anything. I, yeah, that's probably going to be the case in most situations just keep sending it keep sending it eventually you're going to get something squeaky wheel that thing man yep (laughs) and they they all say hey that doesn't bug me no keep keep sending them and send me that information and we'll eventually get you yeah absolutely well and you've got a an impact tip for the end of the episode that has something to do with this um and so people should look forward to that it's it's an actual actionable tip yeah. that people can do right now. But we'll get there in a moment. Chris, let's talk numbers. Uh, November 22 financials. Okay. Now, this was, you You teased it, like I said, as a better month than last month. How did it actually go? Was it? It was. It was. I mean, the bar wasn't very high last month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, no I mean, it's not saying a whole lot. But yeah, it, it was a better month. Um, I, I think December is going to be at least as good, maybe even a little bit better than November was. Mm. So, yeah, we're we're at least moving in the right direction. And uh, and do you feel like that's going? Uh, well, I guess I'm looking forward a few months after that, after the holiday rush and all that. Is it going to be rough again, or do you feel like there's a trough that Holland Assets was sitting in, and now we're climbing out of it? I, I think so. The the whole market, I think, yes. I, you you look at what's happened since really kind of March of last this this year. Um, we've rates and profitability and everything's kind of been on a downward trend and the last two or three months it's kind of feels like it's evened out a little bit mm. um you know be, especially between kind of like looking at the rates in october november and and what i'm feeling so far in december i think we've kind of hit that 
that bottom. How long we guided along that bottom is, I don't really know. I, I would guess there's a pretty good chance that January and February are going to kind of be in a, in a similar area, but I'm pretty optimistic that come March, maybe even into April, we're going to start slowly climbing out of that. And how, how steep that climb is coming out, who knows? Yeah. But I, I think we're going to be climbing out here before too much longer. Well, here's open. Yeah. yeah. Keep our fingers crossed. Well, let's get some uh, numbers. We always start with the total miles run, but I, I now I feel like I need to also contextualize this every month by asking how many trucks were out on the road. Were all nine trucks running the whole month? No, it, it was closer to eight. Okay. So better than what we had in October. Sure. That was part of the reason our numbers were pretty bad in October, um, but still not. We, we didn't have nine trucks running at full capacity yeah. in in uh, October. Okay, good to know. So how many miles did about eight trucks run? 77,557. 77,557. So that, I think okay. that's about 12,000 more than, than last month, and if so I remember that, right. That would be, if it were seven trucks on the road, we'd Pretty be good. averaging 11,000 yeah. per truck, which is great. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it's eight trucks. So yeah, it's a little lower maybe than we'd want it to be. Yeah, a okay. little bit, but not, not as bad as it could have been. <laughs> That's the thing is for the next few months of uh, of these financials episodes, every time we come across a number where it's like, yeah, it's not quite where it could have been. We're always just going to be thinking, you know, could be worse. Yeah. If, if we, with with essentially, I mean, we, we, we basically had eight and a half, nine trucks going in November. I would have liked to have seen closer to 85, 90,000 miles. Right. Would have, would have been ideal. Um, but we're, we're obviously a little bit short of that, but not, but, but not as bad a, as it was in October. Yeah. Welcome to a world in which the ideal remains the ideal and not the reality. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Chris, deadhead miles. So what, what percentage are we looking at for deadhead? This is kind of the uh, bright, the big bright spot on, um, all of our numbers, 3,162, which is only 4.1%, which nice. is really, really low um, deadhead miles. Yeah. All right. And that brought in a total revenue of what was the number there? $169,215.25. Um, definitely a lot better than, than last month, but still about $20,000 down from our high. Right. Okay. So down from the high, but uh, still looking better. Well, uh, before we get to the final number, which is the actual, uh, not, not the revenue, but the profit realized, hopefully, uh, what was, what's the other number? Oh, the rate per mile. What did we land on there? The rate per mile was $2 and 18 cents last month. It was two twelve, which was our mm -hmm. lowest ever in, in a, a long time since, right. since pre pandemic, I would say. Right. And so two eighteen uh, again, a little bit higher, but that's the, Part of what leads me to believe that we're near that bottom of the trough is mm -hmm. it's it's basically leveled out the last two months. I think December is probably going to be, I mean, it's feeling to me like kind of in that same realm. Mm -hmm. um, and and so whether we stay there January, February, and then start to climb out of it, I don't know. There's one other thing that may make it so that we don't, you know, we, we stay at a, a similar to that rate per mile, but if fuel prices would go down, mm. we could be a lot more profitable at this at this rate per mile and we'll right. talk a little bit about that as we get into the numbers okay good i was gonna ask but uh, if we're gonna talk more about it i will swallow my words for now uh all right so chris the profit number does it have 
brackets around it or no no, no? brackets oh thank goodness yeah. so an actual profit this a, month. a little bit of a profit not <laughs> not nothing to get super excited about five thousand fifteen dollars and 91 cents okay but still it's not a negative number now chris let me see if i remember my lessons correctly per truck we kind of want to see a, a a profit buffer of about a grand per month I, I would say at least a grand. I, I'd like to see more than that. Yeah. What, what's your kind of magic number? I'd, I'd like to see at least $3,000 of profit well, per truck. Now, I'm not talking about, again, this isn't ideal, but I'm thinking more along the lines of, you've mentioned in the past, there are things that, like the uh, uh, interest payments on the truck, things that don't show up necessarily in the yeah. profit and the loss. So when we talk about a $5,000 profit, uh, you know, somebody listening for the first time might go, oh, holy smokes, $5,000, sweet. But that's getting eaten up by stuff that doesn't show up the same yeah. way in so, the profit and loss. So that's the number I'm looking for. If if we've got nine trucks out on the road uh, in my brain, I'm thinking, well, I want to see at least 9,000 and that's actually my break-even line. I, I would actually say it's probably closer to two. Oh, okay. So it's much yeah. lower. Than, oh, two, two per truck. Per, per truck, oh. yes, because... Especially when you've got brand new trucks like we do, um, you know the 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 principal and inter- the principal part of that payment. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking at a good solid two to almost three thousand dollars. And so, really, to break even cash flow wise, we need to be a good solid on average across our fleet, probably about two thousand dollars per truck. Okay, so at nine trucks, that'd be eighteen grand. Uh, so call it twenty. We want to see profit of twenty grand as the break even mo- mark. Yeah. Uh, and if we can get up closer to what, 25, 30, I'd like to see at least like with nine trucks, $30,000, that's when I'm starting to feel like, okay, we're, we're not only, um, covering all those expenses, covering our cash flow really well. We're able to put a little bit more money aside and even at some point, you know, start to take a little bit of money out. Yeah. Okay. Well, real take some profits. Speaking of the Holy Grail, Chris, as a business owner, that's what you want. That's right? what you want. Yeah, absolutely. And this, uh, it's not just about a nine truck fleet. If you're running solo, you want to get to that point where, hey, I can actually start not just paying myself a salary, but actually withdrawing something. Yep. So, all right, cool. Well, that means that uh, what does that make it? Three of the last five months. Uh, were negative numbers, so uh, a loss realized. I think I think um, it was. Let's see. I've I've got all the numbers right here. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Three of yeah. the last five months. And so you know, hey, at least uh, this month things are starting to look a little bit better. Uh, good. So anything that you want to pull out from the profit and loss statement to uh, to highlight this it, month? It was actually a, overall a fairly bland profit and loss statement. There there are two things that I'd like to talk about. One is there's an expense that is way higher than we normally see. Um, we had a hiring expense of $2,000. Hmm. Um, usually that's been closer to like a hundred bucks. Yeah, I was going to say. So we decided to kind of go out and be a little bit more aggressive in our advertising and finding drivers. Um, and it actually proved to be super fruitful. Hmm. Um, and, and, and basically, it, I'm, I'm oversimplifying this, but it, it's mostly Facebook advertising um, is where that two th- most of that two thousand dollars went, and um, it, it got us a good number of leads on drivers. Mm-hmm. Was uh, super helpful and something we definitely are going to continue to do some more of. And and I'm going to do a podcast episode that goes into a little bit more detail of exactly what that is. Yeah. Um. Probably sometime in the next couple of months, share that with the with the listeners a little bit more of what we've done and yeah. and how it's helped us and and it's been good. Good. Well, that's good to hear. And f- you know. 
uh, as a side note on that, uh, if anybody's listening who isn't, um, you know, on their own authority yet, maybe you're still an employee driver, you're sending out resumes. It's I, I love hearing you talk about this because it's so important for people to remember if you send out a resume or, you know, you, you get recruited or whatever and you end up not getting the job. Don't automatically think that that's because that employer doesn't like you or doesn't think that you'd be good at the job. You know, somebody else might have fit the bill a little bit better this time. But I'm guessing you're going to hang on to some of these names that came across your desk Absolutely. for the future, right? Yeah. And anyway, that's all. Just don't despair. Nate handles most of the hiring piece. Right. Like he, the logistics, especially of it. We'll typically both try to, if we've got somebody that's like, we're pretty sure we want to hire kind of do a final interview with and we we try to do that face to face as i've mentioned mm-hmm. usually both of us will do it or if i'm not available m- uh, my brother chet will be in it but we like to have at least two of us there talking with them um so we we do do that and and that's important but nate anytime we've we get a handful of leads and we fill a seat he maintains contact like he's probably got a list of five or six people right now that are potential future hires that you know he'll Keep talk to and with, yeah. just you know see where they're at and how things are going and you know and and if you do that it's more likely that when the time's right for both of you um yeah you've got to hire it'll work out yep. awesome uh all right so the other thing was fuel expenses from the PL. you mentioned this earlier that fuel was crazy high yeah. how crazy yeah. high are we talking so seventy five thousand dollars in fuel oh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> What? That's a lot of money. Okay, wait, wait, wait. What was the 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 uh, revenue number? Was one seventy seven? One sixty nine. One sixty nine. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. I'm thinking maybe past month. So one sixty nine. And you said seventy. <laughs> how 70, much was it? It was about seventy five thousand. Seventy five thousand. Let's 000. see. I, I think I got so, the exact number. Seventy five seven oh six. That's so. That's upwards of forty percent. What? For almost it was like forty four point seven percent. So oh, if I, I'm going to round up and call it forty five percent. That's a lot of money. It's a lot. So in if you if you remember, you know, back in the first several years of Holland Assets until well, really it just started going crazy around March of this year, uh, is when fuel just went nuts. Yeah. And before that, we were hovering around twenty five percent of revenue. Right. And so that's actually a thirty three thousand dollar swing. So that's where our profits are going right now. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So if we if we were at the same rate that we're at the 218 but could reduce our fuel expense back to what it was normally in the past, I mean, we we would have seen almost a $40,000 profit this month. Yeah. Oh man. And that would have been Wouldn't that be something? That would be nice. <laughs> so, uh now it's December, Chris, which is uh listeners prepare for a shock, winter time, uh which means that fuel prices generally come down. Right. It, summer is always more expensive uh, for fuel prices than winter, at least on the consumer side of things. On, is, the, on the gas side, it is. And that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Is this the case uh, for the diesel? Not market? with diesel. No. And I don't know. Maybe we've talked about this in the past. Maybe we haven't. I, I talk to people about this all the time because mo- most people aren't aware of this. But if you look at a barrel of oil, yeah. it's not like you could say, okay, this 50 gallon barrel of oil, I can make. 40 gallons of gas out of it, or I can make 40 gallons of diesel out of it. That's not how it works. You get so much gas, so much diesel. And the diesel's also like that, that same derivative that they use to make the diesel out of. Yep. That's what makes plastics plastics. It's what makes airline fuel. 
It's what makes home heating oil, which oh, is really common back east. And that's why, so with diesel in the wintertime, it actually tends to go up because now you're competing with demand for home heating oil. Um, it, mm. it, in the mountain west, we use natural, natural gas. gas yeah. But back east, they more it's more common to use home heating oil, which is a you know a, a sister brother of diesel. Interesting. And so it it tends to go up. But with that being said, like we're actually starting to see some decrease in in December on diesel prices. So I'm hoping that kind of keeps going in the right direction over the next um, several months. I, and it feels to me like that, that decrease in diesel this year is happening earlier than it normally does. And, right. and so hopefully it's, it's a, it's an indication that the market's kind of equalizing a little bit. You've got all these pressures this year with the war between Russia and Ukraine and all the fuel mumbo jumbo that's going on over there with you the know, pipelines and the, the pipelines in Russia and being blown up. Yeah, and well, and, and just Russia being one of the biggest exporters of, of fuel in the world. It's, right. it, it's just, it's disrupted the whole market. Um, well, I, 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 if this were a podcast about world issues, we dive into it, Chris, <laughs> but, but it's not. Okay. So fuel prices were high. Hopefully they'll come down. Um, uh, I do want to ask you now before we leave the financials numbers and get to the impact tip. We uh, well, first of all, I want to remind people that they can go to hollandassetsllc.com and check out the actual profit and loss statement that we've been referring to. Uh, so you can see all the numbers there, and you can even comment there or on Facebook if you have any questions about it. If you'd like for us to dig into some of these other numbers that you see on there, you're welcome to uh, to throw those comments in there. Um, but Chris, before we get to the impact tip. I think this is going to become one of my new favorite things, and that is uh, having you pull out your crystal ball and tell me what next month is going to look like, so that I can hold your feet <laughs> to the fire and see if you were right. How's January look? Or sorry, how's December looking? I, I think December is going to look pretty good. The, the The thing that makes it a little bit harder to predict is Christmas. Sure. Um, if this was if this was a normal month, I'd be really confident that December would be, based on where we're at right now. Um, as far as the amount of revenue coming in and mm-hmm. what we've been able to bill, um, I'd be super confident that December would be a pretty good month. But we're, that last week of December, we're probably not going to have as many trucks on the road. Guys are going to be taking, guys and gals taking some time off for sure. Christmas. So It's a big spanner in the works. It is, yeah. yeah. So um, even with that being said, I think it's at least going to be as good as November. Mm. Um, and and if, we can get, if we can get some guys and gals back out on the road, like, fairly soon after christmas and delivered before january 1st we uh we there's some potential that it could be uh one of our better months in the last six nice okay well i i look forward to that coming exactly true <laughs> uh, <laughs> with predictability the no pressure. volatility in the market chris ever it's, it's we're so lucky that way in the <laughs> trucking industry all right chris uh you've got an impact tip related to what we talked about at the beginning of the show uh, will you share that with us? Yeah. Go and talk to five shippers within the next two weeks. And so when I say go and talk to five shippers, like I mean a face-to-face, sit down, let's talk and see if we can you know, develop mm. a partnership, get a good relationship, um, see if we're a good match for each other, you know, essentially kind of dating, right? 
Um, and, and when you're doing that, I like, and it's, it's really, you're selling your company, right? Sure. You're, you're selling your company service. It's a, it's a sales job. And I've got a lot of experience in sales and, and to me, a, a big chunk, 80% of sales is really just a numbers game for every 10 phone calls you make. You're going to get maybe three appointments set for every three appointments, like face-to-face appointments, where you go talk to somebody for every three of those you get, you may get one that ends up bearing fruit. And so that that's that's typically a very predictable model. Like it repeats itself. You know, right. 10, 10 calls results in three appointments, results in one cell. Uh, and that may not be Which, the exact numbers, but it's something yeah. like that. Well, and I was going to say you're experienced in sales. And so those numbers might be a little higher for you, Chris, than some of us who uh, don't do it day in and day out. Just something to keep in mind if you're, uh, you know, if you're running on your own authority and you're just getting started with this whole idea of, direct relationships with shippers, it might take a little while to get your sea legs under you, uh, get your presentation in order and, you know, kind of get that all that sales thing figured out. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so, but the only way to get better at it is to actually go out and do it. So, uh, so go out and do it. Now, Chris, I do want to ask you, since this is, I, I love this five, what'd you say? Five new shippers, uh, yeah, five, five appointments. So like face-to-face yep. meetings, get five of them. So that means within that may the next mean two you, weeks, you need to call 20 right. to be able to set up the five appointments, but a certain number of, you know, cold calls, calling guys yep. is going to, they're going to, somebody's going to have a need or going to want to develop some new carrier relationships because maybe their bench isn't as deep as they'd like it to be. It's just like you with, uh, you were talking about you and Nate keeping a list of drivers that you want to keep yeah. in contact with. Not that you have work for them today, but because you know that you probably will in the future. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so it's the exact same thing. Uh, my next question, again, with the idea of this being very practical advice, what does somebody need to bring with them? I, we don't need a whole college seminar, but what kind of numbers should they bring with them? It, it, you know, have your business card ready. Obviously, I, I was gonna, that's the one thing, the one <laughs> physical thing you want to take with you is make sure you give them a business card. Yeah. But, uh, but anything else, somebody who's never done this before needs to be prepared with, so that they might not have thought of go one, go with a good attitude. And, and I always, whenever I talk to, to, to these guys, was it this kind of a situation or another one, you know, I, I always like to ask them, you know, what can I, what can I do to, you know, become, whether it's your first choice or your second choice, what problem can I solve? What are you looking for in a good carrier? And then you just try to kind of sell yourself. Like, you know, if you've been in business for quite a while, you, you know, talk about that, you know, talk about, you know, typically a lot of the pain points with, with shippers are just lack of communication. Talk about mm-hmm. how you've got good, strong communication, like how often you you contact them, like when, when a product's on the road, and, and something happens that you stay in contact. I, every last one of these shippers knows that there's going to be breakdowns on the road, mm. that their tires are going to go out, that things happen where they really get upset is when you don't make them aware of that in a timely manner. Right. Own up to it, figure yeah. it out. It's, I mean, it's the story you told about the DUI on the road. Uh, the way you were able to save that relationship with the shipper was by taking care of the freaking problem. Yeah. Because they know the problems happen. Yeah. Over-communicate. Yeah. Interesting. And I would add on to that, uh, keep your promises. Uh, and one simple way to do that is uh, if you tell that shipper, hey, I'm going to follow up with you in a week, 
do it. Do it. Yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll send you an email once a week and just, you know, see where you're at. And it doesn't have to be a long email. It doesn't have to be a novel or anything. Just let them know that you're still there and that you're in communication, that you're thinking about them, that you still want to run for them. And uh, that'll keep you top of mind. And they know that you communicate and that you do what you say you're going to do. Yep. So. Uh, I love it. Chris, anything else? Uh, any final thoughts for today before we call it? I think that's it. All right. Well, for everybody else, head to hollandassetsllc.com. I, <clears throat> I can say that better. <clears throat> Here we go, Chris. <laughs> hollandassetsllc.com uh, and motorcarrierhq.com. Those are the two places you're going to want to go uh, to get all the resources that we've mentioned. Uh, you can avail yourself of those to get yourself out on the road uh, achieve your dreams of independence and uh, vast, vast mountains of wealth. Wait, no, sorry, that wasn't in the script. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Chris, I, this is our last podcast for this year. Uh, so I will see you in 2023 and I uh, hope you have a, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Same to you. All right. Cheers. Thanks,